G'day friends, welcome to episode 2 of Time Spent. Uh, hopefully we're not going to have any of the volume issues we had with the intro of last week's episode. It's sounding pretty good in my ears at the moment, so I hope it's sounding pretty good in yours. Alright, it's here, it's arrived. This is the first AFL episode of the podcast. First of what I'm sure will be many, many AFL episodes. Um, so the AFL is doing a, a fundraising match for the Bushfire Appeal, which I think is fantastic. So it's the Victorians versus the All-Stars, which is all the other states. Um, and I've put together some mock teams. So I thought I'd just run through those just for a bit of fun. Everyone likes to speculate. I've done mine a little bit differently. So the the AFL gave has given each club uh, eight names for from each team that each club will then have to say, all right, of the, of the eight names you've given us, these guys are available to play in the game. Pick whoever you want from these guys. So when I was putting my mock teams together, I kind of ran with that. So I've imposed a rule on myself that both the Victorian team and the All-Stars team has to have at least one representative from each AFL team in them. So there is a player from every club in the Victorian side and in the All-Stars side. Uh, I also wanted to try and... Because like it's, it's obviously not a serious game. It's to raise money. You want it to be as fun and exciting as possible. So I've tried to put in as many players as I could that have a lot of flair and gravitas and they're going to make people want to go to the game or watch the game, right? So I've tried to sort of just put in a few younger players who are a bit more exciting. Like, I've tr- I like everyone's predicted sides are pretty much the same. They're all the superstars who've been playing for 10 years and are just guns. Like, there's, like, superstar in every position. And that's happened a little bit in both of my teams, but I've tried to avoid it, at least a little bit. I've also decided to not put in any of the really old players, even if they are superstars. So there's no Eddie Betts, no Sean Burgoyne, no Gary Ablett. Sorry, guys, I just think it would be silly for any of those guys or any of the other super old players in the competition to play in this game. They're going to kill themselves because they're geriatric at this point. Uh, yeah. Oh, and also, so the so the, the rules for the selections came out uh, last week, I think, and so it's so their 24-man teams, I believe, or 27 technically, so there's like the standard 18 on the ground, then they've got a six-man extended bench, and then three emergencies. I'm not going to... I didn't bother doing the three emergencies because I just, you know, couldn't be bothered, so I've just done the 20... Uh, the 24-man squads. So the 18 on the ground... And then the six on the extended bench. That's what I've done for both teams in my predictions. All right, let's get into it. Second best 
through the Victorian side that I've put together first. Uh, now this side does suffer a little bit from the superstar in every position syndrome, but I, I did my best to shake it up a little bit. Uh, so I'll go like sort of forward to back along down the ground. All right, so in the two forward pockets, I've got Toby Green and Robbie Gray. I mean, who else would you have in those two positions? Toby Green is a pressure and goal-kicking machine as well as being extremely classy by foot. Like He would just wreak havoc, and so would Robbie Gray in the other pocket. Like Gray is not the tall... Like, he can't really play tall, but he is a he would just mark everything. He's extremely powerful through the body, and he will just kick bags, the same as Green. Um, at full forward, I've got Tom Lynch from Richmond. Again, who wouldn't have him in that position? He can lead up anywhere inside 50, move up the ground if he needed to, or he can just stay at home in the goal square and just mark and kick goals all day. Who wouldn't want that? On the two half-forward flanks, I've got Jordan Dugowie and Luke Parker. Again, Dugowie, I really like his X-Factor. He's a really exciting player to watch. He's, he's a lot like Robbie Gray, super powerful through the body, doesn't go to ground, and rarely misses as well. He can kick really exciting goals. Parker, I like at half forward because he is good at kicking lots of goals, but he kind of sort of moved into the midfield as well if he wanted to, up onto the wing or onto the ball, which I like in at least one of your half forward flanks if they like they can sort of get into the midfield and help out if they need to. At centre half forward, I've got Patrick Dangerfield. Now, a lot of people would have him playing on the ball in the Victorian side, but, like, the Victorian midfield is so chock-a-block with just superstars. So I thought, all right, let's take this six-foot-six, lightning-fast, powerful goal-kicking machine and put him at centre-half forward. Because, like, who else would you want connecting your midfield to your forward line other than Patrick Dangerfield? Yeah. Here's another one who obviously can move into the midfield if you really needed him to, but why not just leave him in the forward line? We know that he can kick bags of goals in a game if he's just left to his own devices one-on-one -on -one in a forward line. He would absolutely demolish. So I really like him at centre-half forward. Um, on the two wings, I've got Andrew Gaff and Sam Walsh. Again, Andrew Gaff is an obvious pick for the wing for the Victorians. He's a gun on the outside. Sam Walsh is also he's going to be an absolute superstar, rising star winner. Uh, I he he was the obvious choice for me when I wanted to start injecting some exciting youth into the team. What Carlton fans loved watching him this year. Everyone loved watching him this year to see an eighteen-year-old jump into the competition. I think he played every single game and just like have such composure and class and skill. It's so exciting to see such a young player 
be so talented. So I really love him on the wing. I think he could be super useful for the Victorians. Yeah, I really like him there. Uh, and your sentiment, I've got Dustin Martin again. Who else would you have there? You could swap him and Dangerfield around if you wanted to. Just put Dangerfield on the ball, throw Martin forward, vice versa. They're both just monsters. They'll, no one can get through them. Love to see Mutt Dusty stiff arming everybody all through the game. I think that'd be really fun to watch. Um, all right, so on the two half back flanks now, I've got Adam Saad and Lockie Whitfield. Uh, now, Saad I put in because of his electric lightning speed. He is so fun. Watching him and Connor McKenna run off halfback for Essendon is so exciting to watch. So I think seeing him zip through the corridor or along the wing in this Victorian side would be so exciting. He can grab the ball at the halfback flank, run 40 metres and then kick it and then it's in Tom Lynch's hands. I just love how exciting that is. And then you've got Lockie Whitfield on the other wing, who is not your lightning-fast halfback flanker, but he is an elite ball user. And he's another one who they can throw into the midfield if they really wanted to. Throw him onto the wing if you want. He is extremely versatile. You can even throw him forward if you really had to. But I like him on the halfback flank because he's a good mark. He's a really good ball user and he can get them out of a tight spot if they get stuck down there in the back line. Uh, at centre-half back, I've got another fairly obvious one in James Sicily. Uh, he, he can play tall, he can play small. He's become extremely athletic and extremely skillful. I like him at centre-half back because he can play on... I guess you'll have to find out who the tours are I've got in the All-Stars forward line, but, you know, he would take one of those tours. It's extremely important. In the two back pockets, I've got Luke Ryan from Fremantle and then Basher Hooley. Uh, Luke Ryan I've got in as, yeah, he's the only Fremantle player I've got in the side because Fremantle, all, pretty much all their best players are not from Victoria. Luke Ryan had a pretty much his breakout year in 2019. He is another one who could play on a tall if he really needed to. He's a good intercept mark. He's a good spoiler. I think he'd be really good in this back pocket position. He can kind of just watch the ball as it's coming in and chop it off anywhere he needs to. And then obviously Basher Hooley in the other pocket. He's a running machine, elite ball user. He was, you know, probably second in the Norm Smith, I think he actually was officially second in the Norm Smith in the grand final last year. So, like, how could you how could you not have him in? Actually, funny I say that I actually didn't have him in originally, but because Tom Stewart I think has injured himself and probably won't be able to play, I did have Tom Stewart in that position, but I took him out and put Basher Hooley in because I was like, oh, why don't I have Basher Hooley in there? So that was lucky that that happened. Otherwise, I wouldn't have had him in. Uh, right, so your on-ballers, we've got, surprise, surprise, Max Gorn in the ruck, obviously, and he is tapping it down to Bontempelli and Rory Sloan. Again, pretty obvious choices. A lot of people don't have Sloan in their Victorian side, but I really like to have him in there so that then I can have Dangerfield or Martin running through the forward line. Just gives that, you know, superstar depth 
that everyone would love to have. And Bontempelli I really like because he's like Dangerfield. He's a really big midfielder and I just like big midfielders who have this, this strength and speed that defies physics and they're very impressive and exciting to watch. Right, so now on the extended bench, I've got Rowan Marshall, Jack Zeeble, Ben King, Hugh McCluggage, Nick Haynes and Jake Stringer. Here is where you start to see a bit of the youth I tried to work into the side. Got Rowan Marshall as your backup ruckman. He had an enormous breakout year at the Saints. Super exciting to watch. Really athletic. He's like he's he's slightly undersized. I think he's two hundred centimeters. Whereas you know, like your Gorns and your Grundies are like a couple of centimeters taller than that. But his athleticism, he can go forward and kick goals. He's probably not quite there yet, but I feel like as he progresses and grows, he's going to be like having another midfielder in there. Oh, excuse me. So I really like having him as the as the backup ruckman. Zebel is really versatile. You play him on the ball, on the wing, throw him forward if you need to. He's another big-bodied midfielder, which I really, really like. So I wanted to have him in there, put him wherever you want. Uh, ben King is the... Uh, Sol Gold Coast representative in this side and he was he was a pretty obvious choice for me as the backup key forward uh, if Marshall's going into the ruck you throw Ben King forward he, he you know and he played I think he played a dozen games or so this year but I think he is like show Gold Coast fans what they can be excited about obviously got a lot of high picks from this year's draft but you know, show the competition what this big key forward is capable of. Put him in there with Green and Lynch and Gray, Dugowie, like, and let him feed off those elite players and let him develop. I think that would be really, really cool to see. I would be surprised that they put someone like that in the in the, either of the teams, but it would make me very, very happy if they did. Um, Hugh McCluggage, just more midfield depth. He had a, an enormous year at the Lions, really exciting. And I like that he's a little bit younger, just, you know, a bit more excitement. Gives the Lions fans something else to look forward to as well, although they're already enjoying his skills. Uh, Nick Haynes is your backup defender. He's very versatile. You know, good intercept mark, reads the play really well, can play on big players. It was a pretty obvious choice for me to put in there as well. And then more X-Factor and excitement. I've got Jake Stringer in there as well. You know, he's, he's uh, Jake Stringer and Dugowie are really similar players, if you ask me. Like, they're sort of similar size, really strong, can kick goals from anywhere, and just, you know, enormous skill and excitement factor. Uh, so yeah, so that's my Victorian team. I've got uh, Dangerfield as the captain and Bontempelli. As the vice captain, again, two pretty obvious choices there. Alright, now moving on to the All-Stars team. This team I actually think I probably like a little bit more. It doesn't have as many, you know, mega A-grade superstars in it, but it excites me more. Makes me feel warm inside to think of watching a team like this play. Alright, so in the two forward pockets, I've got Charlie Cameron and Isaac Heaney. Charlie Cameron, 
you almost won the Coleman playing in the four pocket for Brisbane this year, so he had a really awesome year. Watching him play is just some of the most exciting football you can get nowadays. He he doesn't go to ground, he takes speckies, he's lightning fast and he kicks heaps of goals. Who wouldn't want that? Heaney, I really like in the other pocket. He's more of your sort of medium forward, really strong mark, composed, will kick lots of goals. I like him down there. And when I think of Isaac Heaney, I think of like the two years in a row that he was right up there for mark of the year. He took two speckies. He took that specky in round one last year over, I think it was Eastern Wood when they had the Thor jumpers on, Bulldogs players. And then he took another mark that was almost the exact same, I think, the year before. So he's a really exciting player, if you ask me. Uh, at full forward for the All-Stars, I've got Ben Brown. Uh, again, probably a pretty obvious choice. I think a lot of people have Tom Hawkins in because I think he's from New South Wales. I think they have him in the All-Star side. But again, I wanted to go just that little bit younger. I think Ben Brown's actually a better player. Like, he, he's got... That, those long arms are just insane. So him, you know, stretching out, he's a good athlete. And then he's got that, who doesn't want to watch that orange hair do that really long walk up and then kick it dead straight. I think that's really entertaining. Uh, on the two half forward flanks for the All-Stars, I've got Mitch Duncan and Connor Rosie. Uh, Mitch Duncan's obviously, you know, probably one off, if not the best genuine half forward flankers in the competition he's an absolute gun he is one and again that you can throw into the midfield if you need to or you can just leave in the forward line uh he'd be awesome down there and connor rosie had was another young player who had an awesome breakout year i think he won port adelaide's goal kicking if i'm not mistaken which is huge for a first year player especially as a sort of small to medium forward the excitement factor that he brings is just next level so i would love to see him play in this all-star side and then so center half forward for the all-stars i've done kind of a similar thing that i did for the victorians i've put patrick cripps at center half forward for the same kind of reason yes he's pretty much always a midfielder but because of his size and skill and power putting him in the forward line I don't see how, how anyone could stop him. Like, he's so fast and powerful, he could kick six. You know, I love I love saying that players could kick six. Six it just sounds so cool. Oh, he'll kick six, he'll kick a bag. But I think he would genuinely kick a bag. And then you can throw him into the midfield if you need. You need to just bolster and just put this monster in there. Um, all right, so and on the wings, I've got Brad Hill... And then I've got Michael Walters. Again, two pretty obvious choices. Michael Walters could probably also play in the forward line. You could put him in the other forward pocket, but I really like him when he play when he when Freeman will throw him into the midfield when they need to, because his outside run is just electric. He's so fast. He uses the ball really well. And my sentiment is Nat Fife. So and those two well actually well. Walters Fife and Brad Hill, not Brad Hill anymore because he's gone to the Saints, but the three of them, when they're all at Fremantle, they all understood each other extremely well. So having them as your centre line, I think would work extremely well. So I like having them in there with Fife, obviously, you know, 
Brownlow medalist, Nat Fife, who wouldn't have him in there? Thinking about these two midfields going up against each other is just awesome. You got Fife, Cripps, you know, other midfielders yet to be named in this side. And then, you know, Dangerfield, Martin, Bontempelli, Gaff, in the other side, Sloan. Genuinely excites me, and I really hope this game is able to make a lot of money for the bushfires because they've got real potential to draw a huge crowd to Marvel and to have a massive TV audience. I think it could be really, really good and really exciting and really help those people who suffered with the fires. Um, uh, where was I? All right, so the halfback flankers for the All Stars. I have got. Caleb Daniel and Jeremy Howe. Jeremy Howe in for obvious reasons. Who doesn't want to see him take Speckies all night long playing for the All-Stars? Huge excitement factor. But he's not just that. He's a really skilled defender. He can play tall. He can play small. I like him a lot. Caleb Daniels, you sort of, you run off halfback. You know, he might be the, I think he's still the shortest player in the competition, but he's a really good player as well. And we've seen, you know, he might be tiny, but he can play on players a lot bigger than him and win a lot of the time. So having him in the back line, you know, he could he could deal with a, a Dugowie or a Stringer, you know, if he really needed to. You can't underestimate Caleb Daniels. He's a really good player. Um, Centre-half back is a pretty obvious one. Harris Andrews, uh, you know, one-off, if not the best key defenders in the competition at the moment. You know, he takes that position off McGovern, who's injured and obviously can't play. Same with Franklin. Forgot to mention at the start, you know, the two of them, along with Tom Stewart, are probably not going to be able to play in this game because they are still injured. Um, so, yeah, Harris Andrews gets that centre-half back spot. And in the two back pockets, got Cale Hooker and Rory Laird. Again, two pretty obvious selections. Cale Hooker, you know, is that really versatile key defender. You know, he can play on one of the big boys in the back line if he needs to, but as Essendon did a lot last year, if you need to, you can throw him into the forward line and he can kick match-winning goals against the Giants. Who remembers that? Probably the guy I've got at full back and Phil Davis. <laughs> How's that for a segue in the hang of this podcasting thing? So at full back, we've got Phil Davis. I like Phil Davis. He's a good leader. I haven't got him as captain or vice captain, but he's a very good leader. So he can he can direct that back line along with Hooker, probably the two most experienced defenders down there. He can take Tom Lynch. I really like that matchup. Two really big athletic boys. I would like to see that a lot. Uh, all right, so the on-ballers, no surprise here. I've got Brady Grundy as the Ruckman, and then I've got Canelio and Tim Kelly. As your other two on ballers. I love so that trio of your on ballers, you've got Fife, Cornelio, and Kelly. I love that. How exciting is that? Tim Kelly is probably the best midfielder in the competition. He may not have won the Brownlow, but that's because he had, you know, Datcherfield and Selwood and Ablett and Duncan stealing votes off him. Whereas, you know, Fife is pretty much the one out main defender and I'm not gonna get into who I think should have won the Brownlow, but 
Tim Kelly, Steve Cornelio. Both absolute guns. Pretty much pure midfielders. You probably wouldn't be throwing either of them into the forward line. Maybe Cornelio, but probably not. So there you stay, stay at... Stay at home is not the right word, but they would stay on the ball. And then you can rotate Cripps and Fife. There's the other two main ones who are playing in there. Right, and on the extended bench for the All-Stars, I've got Neville Jenner, Aaron Norton, Marlian Pickett, Lockie Weller, Liam Ryan, and Aaliyah Aaliyah. Here is just more excitement factor that just makes me so excited for what this game could bring us. So Neville Jetta is kind of a almost forgotten defender at the D's, but he's a really good small defender. You know? So he he gives them a more versatile backline because the backline for the All-Stars is actually almost a little bit tall. So you've got Andrews, Davis, and Hooker. So I wanted to have Jetta in there so he can kind of play small if he needed to. Uh, Aaron Norton is another really exciting young player that made me really happy to be able to put him in the team. Throw him forward. He can take big, spectacular marks. Everyone likes watching him play. Um, uh, Marlion Pickett just about almost won the Norm Smith in his first game on grand final day. The Seeing the Richmond fans respond to him and the way he played in the grand final... I don't see, like, he's just a given to play in this game. Why wouldn't you put him in? He brings an extra 200,000 viewers on his own. His first game is the grand final. His second game was an all-stars match. Like, come on. He's, like, we've only seen him play one game, but he seems to have this just natural instinct when it comes to moving the ball. He seemed to just glide past everyone and just kick the ball with ease, find targets, no problem. He racked up possessions easily. I would love to see him play in this game. Uh, Lockie Weller, got a sort of like another halfback flanker slash winger midfielder type. Pretty versatile, so, you know, he's a good one that you can throw in off the halfback flank if you needed to. Uh, Liam Ryan, obviously another excitement machine. He, you know, he's a small forward. Think of the marks and the goals that he executed during the year. You know, he just brings another however many hundred thousand viewers to the game. Super excitement machine. And, you know, that allow, you know, you put him into the forward line and then that allows you to move like a Mitch Duncan or even an Isaac Heaney into a different position. I, I really like that they've got six-man extended benches because it just means they can move a lot more players around do a lot more different things, just make the game more interesting and exciting. Uh, and then, so the last player on the bench for the All-Stars I've got is Aaliyah Aaliyah. So he's your backup ruckman, and he's a backup tall defender. So there isn't, like, um, like unless you wanted to throw Davis, Phil Davis, into the ruck to relieve Grundy, there is no one else in the All-Star side. So I put Aaliyah Aaliyah in. Super athletic, super exciting. He's come a long way since he ended the AFL. He's really exciting to watch now. So he can pinch hit in the ruck to give Grundy a break, or he can be, you know, the backup key defender. All right, so that's my two 
Oh, and so the so Nat Fife is the captain for the All Stars, and then Cripps is the vice captain. Again, pretty pretty obvious choices. I think I could have tried to you know make the captains and vice captains a bit different, a bit younger. Probably would have made Harris Andrews the captain, possibly. He's a good young leader. Then maybe you know someone like Cornelio or. Maybe like a Brad Hill as a vice captain, something like that. But anyway, so I've gone with the two natural leaders, Fife and Cripps, both respective club captains. Pretty obvious choices there. Uh, all right, so that's my two teams. Uh, if you were to ask me who I think would win out of these two specific teams, I don't know. I like them both quite a lot. You would think... The like on paper, you would think the Victorians, because of how much star factor they've got. But I'm looking at this all-star side. I'm looking at Charlie Cameron. I'm looking at Michael Walters, Nat Fife, Brad Hill, like Marlon Pickett. We don't know what he's capable of. Tim Kelly, Grundy, like the Victorian side probably has like, a higher average quality of player. Like, they have less... Like, you've got, like... I don't want to put anyone down, but you've got Neville Jetta, Aaron Norton, Lockie Weller, you know, players like that in this team, even, like, Caleb Daniel, who are all... Connor Rosie, again, another young one, who are all either young or not what you would call A-graders, whereas the Victorian side doesn't really have a lot of that. Or at least not as much. But I think, like, the excitement factor that this team would bring to the game, I think would get them across the line. I think their forward line is possibly a little bit better balanced. Like, I like... Like, your full forward line and your half forward line both have a big guy, a medium guy, and a small guy. So I like that a lot. Um, I actually think this All-Stars team would probably be my Victorian team. Because, like, when, when you've got players that are this exciting, the crowd really gets behind you, and then the players start to feed off that, and then they seem to somehow get faster and better. So, yeah, I think the, I think the All-Stars team would probably, probably just get the Victorians here. All right. I would really love to see these two teams go at it, or similar to these teams. I think I'm actually probably going to be pretty close. Like, the Victorian side's pretty easy to pick. They might end up putting, you know, Ablett or Betts or Burgoyne into either of the teams, just because I think that's how it's probably going to go. But I would really love it if the AFL put in some more youth into both teams. I think that would be really good for those young players and would just make that game a little bit more exciting for everybody watching. Um, Alright, so that's a wrap for this episode. Hope everyone found it interesting. I certainly enjoyed putting the teams together. I love... You're going to find as you listen to me do more AFL episodes that I love all the nitty-gritty of, you know, selecting players and, you know, who's injured... What position should they play in? Would they be better in this position? I froth all that stuff like you couldn't believe. 
so that's going to become pretty evident as I do more AFL episodes. Um, uh, the podcast is now, I've moved it onto Anchor, which is a podcast distributing app. The, the link that'll take you straight there is now the link I've got on the Instagram page. The Instagram is still uh, time spent underscore podcast. So if you go there, you'll find you can just go straight to the Anchor page at the moment and all the episodes will be there. What will happen soon? Excuse me, that was so gross. What will happen soon, I hope, is that Anchor will begin to distribute the podcast onto all main podcasting sites. So it is on Spotify right now. That's already been distributed there. So when you play it through the app, that will be probably where you play it through, will be Spotify. But hopefully soon it'll be on Apple Podcasts and iTunes and CastBox and uh, wherever else everyone gets their podcasts from. Hopefully soon, fingers crossed. All right, thanks so much for listening, everybody. Um, I think the next episode I'm going to do will be a Oscar uh, Academy Awards prediction episode. So I'm really looking forward to that. The nominations came out last week, so I think that's what I'm going to do next. So there's something for everybody to look forward to, a little teaser. All right. Uh, hope everyone has a good day and thank you very much for listening. Bye-bye. See ya.